Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. Let me adjust my headphones here. It's crazy. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? How much? It's been a good week here. It is January 17th. 1997. It's my dad's birthday. Happy birthday to my dad. Happy birthday to uh, Mark's dad out there. Right. So, as a special birthday present, we're doing a Christmas episode of 90210. Christmas comes this time each year. I, it's it's clever because that's a Beach Boys song and that this takes place in California. I'm so over Christmas. Well, yeah, so obviously it's not Christmas for us. It's, but it just was. It, yeah, it just was Christmas, but we are two years behind now. We're right. we're officially, uh, essentially, exact, almost exactly two years behind 90210. This episode aired December uh, 21st, I think, of 1994. Okay. So, <clears throat> we, uh, you know, we're... We're, we're Just about two years behind. The, Slowly but surely we're catching up. We're on season five, so they're doing season seven now. So by season nine, we if should... If there is one, I mean... We should be caught up. It could get canceled at any time. Yeah, I have know. no idea what's going on with the rating. I, it's still a still getting good ratings, I hear, but we're trying to not... We're trying to not spoil ourselves. We're trying to not mm-hmm. sit here or see anything that's going on. I did see one thing... In the newspaper, as I was scouring through the newspaper for the regular show, uh, check out Massive Levy, the regular show, uh, the other day, and not the other day, it was uh, probably a couple months ago, or a month ago, or something like that, but um, yeah, it kind of spoiled something for me, but I, I won't Uh-oh. say anything. There was a story about 90210 in the newspaper, so saw the headline, and I was like, mm, that's a spoiler. Crap. What? Just no spoilers. No, I'm not going to say anything. Our our audience might know, but well, this is like a this is a tiny retrospective. But we'll get there. Yeah, no spoilers we, from you people either. We will get there. We'll get there around 1999. <laughs> we will get caught up. Okay. So this was a particularly Donna heavy episode. It was very Donna heavy. But I kind of like Donna heavy episodes because I love her outfits. <laughs> She's got a really nice body. I'll say that. Well, I wasn't talking about her body. I was talking about her outfits, but sure, whatever. Wow. Okay. All of a sudden, you're going to turn into a prude, huh? What? I just don't like you checking out another woman. Is that a problem? 1997, the year of Carol all of a sudden having a problem with things. <laughs> Gee, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting old. Oh, my goodness. No, honey, you're just you're just getting better. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> but she does. She wears the cutest little like, you know, plaid schoolgirl skirts and the fuzzy sweaters and the mm-hmm. knee high socks, and I, I I like it. Okay. I need to. Are get you checking out, like out other girls? I'm checking out her clothing. Just her clothes. Okay. Um. Yeah she she does wear nice clothes. She's. One of the more likable characters now. Oh, for sure. Now, like, I think she's always been likable. You didn't like her before? No, I'm saying 
I'm saying a lot of the other characters that were likable have become less likable. Okay. Like, I have big problems with Brandon. I have problems with Kelly. I have problems with Dylan. I have problems with David. I have problems with Claire. I have problems with... What's the other one? Uh, Andrea. Steve. I I got big problems with Andrea. No, Steve and... Donna are becoming the two most likable characters in the show. <laughs> and Steve, that's a big turnaround for It me. is, yes. But holy shit. Like, turning the Titanic, they changed his character he, from a, just a complete asshole to what he is now. You remember the first episode of the show was him, like, drunk, like, trying to drunk drive and David saving him. and mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was an asshole. Yeah, he goes through the... So let's start with Steve. He goes, because it's very short. He goes through the list of Steve loves Christmas, mm-hmm. by the way, but he's he's still upset because he can't do parties anymore mm-hmm. because his dad stabbed him in the back, which is a ridiculous statement, but he's helping out uh, Nat at the peach pit for their their turkey Christmas dinner and all that stuff. And he's lamenting all the Christmases past that he's. That he's failed at or that's been terrible for him. Uh, season one, he goes to look for his mom. She's dead. His birth mom. Right. Uh, season season two, he uh, gets detention. Season three, he almost gets kicked out of school for cheating or whatever. Whatever seasons they were. But he these are the last few years. Mm-hmm. And now this year, he gets screwed over. What he doesn't mention, though, and I find this very telling... Because he doesn't mention the Christmas, you know, that he that he got in trouble and everything. That he saw a fucking truck <laughs> phase through the goddamn bus. Maybe. He had to have witnessed that. How has that not dominated his personality? Maybe that's why he's turned his life around, Mark. Because he knows that angels are real now. And you think, you think he's just keeping that under his head? <laughs> You think he saw that, like, that was like an existential crisis for him? He saw that, and his brain couldn't wrap its mind around what he had seen or experienced. And for the last two years, he's been ruminating on this every day and has slowly become a better person because of it, because he's realized what it is. That only the intervention of angels explains it. Maybe. Or maybe they wiped his memory. We got some kind of memory wiping device. Maybe. You never uh, know. It those, could happen. Those dastardly angels. But, um. We're going to wipe Steve Snander's mind. It's not a lot of work. Every single Christmas, Steve gets in a Santa costume. Now he does, yeah. Ever since that time he saw the fucking uh, truck face through the bus. He was wearing a Santa costume That's when that right, happened. He was. It's his thing now. And now, yeah, it's his fetish. <laughs> in, in remembrance of the angels, he wears a Santa costume. Yep. So. Bang some elves. So this episode, I think, started out with Donna. Oh, yes, it Donna. Did. Yeah. Her and what the fuck is his name? Ray. He played Al, a young Al Calavici. In an episode of Quantum Leap. I've brought that up a couple times. Right. 
Okay, so her and Ray are like making out under the mistletoe. Let's make out under the mistletoe. Yeah, he hangs the mistletoe. And he, he brings a tree, he brings this big tree in for his his or her family. Right. Her mom and dad. And Presumably he, a gift from their tree lot. I yeah, I would assume. assume, yeah. And he's like, Oh, there's six I left six inches. I'm losing my touch. And uh yeah, he hangs the mistletoe and and she's like says something about it and he's like this time I mean it. No, she goes, oh, you, you've you done this a lot, I see, or whatever. Yeah. He says, this time I mean it. But he didn't say it with any kind of conviction. He's, I was really disappointed in his delivery of this I was going to say, is this a failure of the actor, or is this a hint at the character? Oh, I don't, I don't think so. I think it's a failure of the actor. Yeah. But yeah, he he. Then they kiss, and her parents are He's just like, creepily standing there watching them. But this time, I mean it. Yeah, what is it? What is it with? Do the writers of this show want to watch their kids fuck? Like, what is it with parents staring at their kids making out? It happens so much. Remember when, uh, when Brandon was with uh, the girl that played Audrey in uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah. And his mom walked in. And just he's stares like, at them. He's like, oh, I got him trained. Don't worry about it. And his mom walks in and just stares at him. What's going on? Uh, that must be some fucked up training you got going on, Brandon. That's what I got to say. Ooh. <sighs> mom, you're supposed to use the people. Ew. He trained them. Ew. So anyway, they're making out under the mistletoe and her mom walks over and interrupts them like such a fake person. You know, I hate her so much. Like her just mom, the sight of her face and the sound of her voice makes me angry. Her mom is just the worst kind of person. Like, I wonder what this actress feels like playing this <laughs> role. It would feel gross to me to get into the wardrobe of this character. Right. Yeah. Maybe the actress is a super nice person. Remember but. that she's racist, too. Yeah. Because she didn't want to, she's, she's got many opinions on who Donna should and should not date. Apparently she had no problem with David, I guess, because his dad is world famous yeah. orthodont, Jewish orthodontist. Yeah, they were rich. That was everything. That's Mel all she Silver. cares about. Well, he's rich and white. Yeah. So he can't be, can't be black because, you know, the, the black basketball player, that was, what, what, what would people say, Donna? Your so, children wouldn't be accepted by anyone. Oh my god! So thing she'd say they kind of scare Ray off, and then the parents are joking to each other about like she's like, "Oh, what? Okay, no." Donna said to her mother, "She wasn't joking." No, the mom wasn't joking. The Donna said to her mom, who's like, "Oh, you really like him, huh?" She's like, "If he asked me to marry him right now, I would." Which is stupid, but yeah. Yeah, and her mom is like freaking out now. That's a virgin talking, by the way. Right. Yeah, she just wants to have sex. Yeah, that's somebody waiting for marriage. <laughs> so uh, she says to her husband when Donna has left the room, our daughter marrying a, a man who works in a Christmas tree lots. Can you imagine? Yeah, and he's like, oh, he does pumpkins too. <laughs> and then she says, I'm not having a, uh, what did she Engagement say? Engagement party, party in a, a trailer, trailer park. park. Does he live in a trailer park? I don't think they do. It looks like they have an apartment. Yeah. I mean, I know they live in the valley or whatever, where the fucking you know monsters live. <laughs> <laughs> but holy shit. Yeah, that's no good. So her mother's very upset about Donna getting close to this guy, and now she's talking about marrying him. So, oh my God. So she takes her checkbook mm-hmm. down to the tree lot. I called this, by the way. 
Yeah, he did. I called the exact amount. He did. Yep. As soon as she showed up, he's like, she's going to try to get him not to date her, and she's going to offer him $10,000. And I was right. But she says, she goes up to him, and she's somehow he seems to know why yeah. she's there. She's like, can I, can I talk to you for a moment? And she's like... If you could have anything for Christmas in the whole world, what would it be? And he's like... What are you talking about? Yeah. And She's like, like a dream. And he's like, I guess having my own album. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, what if I could make that happen for you? And then he's like, you're not talking about what I think you're talking about, are you? And then she pulls out the check, which is pre, pre-made out. Right. So it's like it doesn't matter what his dream was. He could have said, "Your dream better be under ten grand." He should have said, "My dream is marrying your daughter." That's what. It what would if he be. said his his dream was uh, having ten thousand and one dollars? <laughs> so she just she never says to him though. She never says the words, "Take this and stop dating Donna." Nope. She just gives him the check. And like I said, I would have just cashed in yeah. and just kept dating her because I mean, there was no explicit. Anything here. No quid pro quo. She just hands him a check and walks away. Mm-hmm. And in her mind, the deal's done. He took the check. Right. Like, he should have just taught, like tore it up and threw it in her face or something. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Later, she says to Donna, she's like, he didn't stab me immediately. <laughs> He's not worth it, Donna. He should have murdered me. So then, now, keep in mind, Christmas is Donna's birthday. Yes. So it's Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. and her mother. So it's her birthday Eve. Yeah, and her mother uh, decides to tell her that she, you need to know about Ray. That I, I put him through this test, and you know yeah, I offered she him frames it as if it's a test ten thousand dollars to stop dating you, and he took the money. Donna. You, you gonna put a stop to that check since it was just a ch- test, right? Ugh. <laughs> oh. And so Donna is heartbroken because she believes her mother for some reason. Yeah, she always believes her mother, and her mother's always lying or manipulating in some way. Yeah. Like, why does she always believe her? So she's, like, crying, and her... Is it her birthday, or is it still Christmas Eve? It's still Christmas Eve. Yeah. And uh, Claire and David are in her room comforting her. Mm -hmm. This is fucked up. Like, also, earlier in the episode, they were decorating a Christmas tree in their apartment, the three of them. What was with those faces? I do not know. It's like he's like trying to be cute or something. But David David makes this face where he like sticks his tongue out or whatever as they're putting a popcorn string on the tree, and the way it's framed. I also blame the cameraman or the direction the director really right. for this because the way it's framed is like they cut from it's you know it's shot reverse shot, mm-hmm. but they cut from the shot of the two girls. The reverse shot of him, but then it just pushes up really tight on his face as he's sticking his tongue out. But the problem is, is it lingers just a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. There's just a little bit too much of that shot. And then it just becomes, because it goes from like, oh, we see a sticking on his tongue to what the fuck? Right. Why are we just staring at David Silver's <laughs> tongue before they cut away? And then later, Claire goes, she's making some face at David, like some weird face, like, or something. I don't know what the fuck she's doing. And then the, the she's what, like, what kind of face was that again? <laughs> she's walking towards him. And then the doorbell rings and she turns around. It's almost like the actress was like, 
he's late with the queue, you know, she's just like doing a little <laughs> dance or whatever. And then they're like, okay, now I can go to the door. It was almost like it was that. I have a feeling the direction was just be playful and this is what they came up with, but it was not it Maybe. Was not good. But it's also weird to me, though, that it's David and Claire and Donna hanging out, having fun, decorating your Christmas tree. Like, David was with Donna for years. Do you think Donna want, just like sometimes sits in the corner while they have sex? Ew. No, I do not. That's all I've ever wanted, David. Ew, ew, ew. Uh, anyway, so where were we going from there? Oh, yeah, the, the weird faces. But they're comforting her. They're comforting Donna. Yes, the two of them are comforting broken-hearted Donna. Because when- Ray's outside, and she's way- Ray's waiting in their foyer or whatever, and she's like, tell him to leave. I don't want to see him. And she's, like, tearing her fucking eyes out. Yeah. And she's like, my mom, my mom. And David's like, okay, what's going on? Like, David's, like, kind of rolling his eyes. He's like, oh, her mom's involved. Her mom's a fucking bitch. He knows what's up. (laughs) He's like, what did your mom do? She's like, my mom, man. She gave him a check for 10,000. She stopped dating me. And David's like, and he took it? And she's like, yeah. And David's like, then why is he here? Right. (laughs) Which is what we said. And then Ray's just like, fuck this, and walks up there anyway, and mm-hmm. just, like, they leave and let him talk to her. He's like, look, I still got the check. He's like, I kept it so I could show you, because I knew you wouldn't believe me that your mom did this. Right, which I don't think she would have. Yeah, I think he called it completely. If he had just been like, oh my god, Donna, blah, 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 she'd be like, why are you saying this? Why are you saying these lies? My mom is an angel. <laughs> yeah, I if I was Ray, I'd be pissed. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think her mother... If Donna ends up marrying this man, her mother has ruined their relationship. Oh, yeah. So, speaking of mothers, also earlier in the episode, (laughs) Donna spends some time with Ray's mom. Mm -hmm. And it's actually kind of a nice, you know, like they go shopping. Like, I was expecting his mom to be a mess because of the way they talk about her. But Yeah, they brought up the fact that she drinks around Christmas, but she... She wasn't drinking. It's, it's, she's not drinking this year, I guess. They just went shopping together. It was, like, fine. But, like, you know, she's, like, a normal person. Yeah. And, she and like, Donna's, like, pointing out stuff that's super expensive. And she's like, oh, you know, I can't afford that. And, you know, I could only dream about that. And, and there's some kind of, like, ad for a cruise somewhere. And she's like, oh, a girl can dream, can't she? Mm. That would just be, like, winning the lottery. And, Champagne and shrimp and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, so Donna uses this $10,000 check to get his mommy first class ticket on a cruise for two weeks. She, yeah, a princess cruise. How much do you think princess paid for this <laughs> right. advertisement, by the way? $10,000. $10, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's so funny, too, because it's a very satisfying scene where Donna comes over on Christmas to her parents' house. She's like, oh, you know, oh, I know you were upset yesterday, darling, but it's your birthday. Let's open some gifts. And Donna's like, she's just looking at her like she wants to fucking kill her. Yeah, well, she probably does. She's got that. She's got that stance with the you know foot planted, hip <laughs> hip out, arm you know arm yes. on her waist, <laughs> and says, uh, "Yeah, guess what? Ray told me everything." And she's like, "What are you talking about?" And she goes, "Don't worry, mom." Uh, we we figured out uh, 
a way to make somebody's uh, Christmas very merry this year. <laughs> so she cashed the check and bought that uh, the princess. Spent $10,000. Good for her. I think she said it was a two-week cruise. Yeah. That's a pretty long fucking cruise. Yeah. And it's a first-class ticket, so she's probably got, like, a suite and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can you imagine? It's probably all-inclusive, like, all, like, everything's taken care yeah. of. But can you imagine, like, two weeks in a suite with, like, everything paid for? Yeah, balcony and all that stuff. That'd, That'd be, be awesome. Yes, it would be. I bet she's going to meet some awesome person and uh, get married. Mm-hmm. And now, like, she won't be an alcoholic around the holidays anymore because we'll she'll be happy. It'll all be because of Donna and her mom. This woman's <laughs> husband pushed her down the stairs, murdered a child in, right. her, in her belly, and then uh, abandoned her. And, you know, or her son's like, man, she drinks, you know, once a year around this time of year. It's like, what the fuck? You know, that used to be such like an old time thing. Like you never hear about a woman getting shoved down the stairs and having a miscarriage anymore. But it seems like it, it was like a thing in the olden days. Right? <laughs> like, don't you hear about that in movies all the time? And like, like, I know somebody that happened to in real life. Like, but, you know, when they were older, or young, you know, younger, but they're old now. <laughs> what? I just like the idea of that being a thing. Just like just a group of guys sitting around like the card table and stuff like, oh, Betty's pregnant. Mount, you know what it's time for? Make sure you make sure you get her on the top of those stairs. That's why every uh, house built around World War Two has those uh, steep wooden stairs. Right. Exactly. The pushing stairs. (laughs) You could the real estate agent from the 50s is just this uh Guy with slicked back hair and a cigarette uh, being like, uh, now uh, you come over here and we've got uh, great pushing stairs here. So, you know, your wife ever gets pregnant, you can push it down there. It's going to it's gonna do the job. Uh, you know, look, look at the uh, the ridges along the way. It's going to really get that stomach. Now, it's not going to hurt your wife at all. It's, she's, she'll, she'll be totally fine. No concussions here. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, my God. Pushing stairs. Um... <laughs> Yeah, you don't hear about it much anymore because uh, now guys go to fucking jail. Right. Well, yeah, and a woman's a lot less likely to be like, oh, I just fell. Right, exactly. And I mean, you know, back then, like her husband, her husband pushed her down the stairs and then abandoned her. He probably went two miles over. Right, right. <laughs> and, and started an entire new life because that's <laughs> what you used to be able to do. Oh, my goodness, this poor lady. But, yeah, so hopefully things will be good for her. This was, I have to say, this show in general, I, don't, I, I still don't know if I like it or not. 90210. It's, it's something. It's it an, is something. It's an experience. I like doing this show. It's kind of a shitty show, but I still like it. It's one of those guilty pleasure things. But this moment was legitimately touching. Because the actress that plays his mom does a really good job of, of selling it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, she, like, cried a little bit, and, like, I got teary-eyed. She did. She did a very good job. Yeah, so good uh, good moments. So the other stuff going on in this episode. Other stuff. Kelly and Brandon. It's time for our, our, our regular segment, Other Stuff. I still hate Brandon. I, yeah, apparently Brandon's just going to get away with cheating on uh, Kelly. Yeah, like nothing else is going to happen from that. That's fine. And, um, you know, she's got these bandages from the fire. They're, they still have, you know, some makeup on her neck. Very, very little. It's, yeah. the, it's the wisp of an injury. 
So, but she's got a a piece of gauze. Yeah, around like her shoulder. The makeup artist quit. And her her arm. As you pointed out, how how was her hair completely untouched? Yeah. Yeah, like in a fire, the hair's the first thing to go. Oh yeah. Like one time I accidentally burned my hair off when I was lighting a cigarette on a stove because it was New Year's Eve and I sprayed this sparkly hairspray in my hair. Mm-hmm. Which was very flammable, apparently. Oh, cool. So I bent over to light the cigarette, and I lifted my head. My cigarette's lit, and I take my hand and run it through my hair. And my friends... Well, first, my friends are just looking at me, like, horrified. Their mouths are open. And I'm like, what? And then I run my hand through my hair, and this big clump of hair just falls down in front of my face. (laughs) Holy shit. And I was like, oh, my God. It had just sizzled, burned off. You were becoming Ghost Rider. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it was just it was just this one little piece of hair but it will never grow back i've just got like little bits of fuzz in that spot now gotcha all right that's well, a sad thing so kelly should look like that it doesn't it's not noticeable no it's just annoying to me because i notice it gotcha okay but, but yeah kelly should have little wisps of hair if anything right i mean because apparently some big section of her back got burned yeah and her the companion in there also got burned. Her whole body. Like, did she envelop Kelly? To, I think so. To shield her? Like, what the fuck? I mean, Kelly must have turned her back to the fire, which is smart. Uh-huh. And that's why her face is okay, I guess. But. Well, let's be real. Her face is okay because they don't have a good makeup artist on the show. <laughs> right. and, or the makeup artist they have really likes doing makeup and not. Yeah, so. I mean, the makeup artist they have is not a special effects makeup right, artist. Right, there you go. So, okay, so Kelly's got that going on. Brandon's like, oh, let me help you with your bandages. Isn't it time to change them? I'll change your, oh, let me change your bandages. (laughs) Right, yeah. And uh, she's like, oh, I'll just go home and have my mom do it. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm thinking that she's uncomfortable with him because she deep down knows he cheated on her. But that's not it. No, she just feels ugly. Yeah, she doesn't feel pretty like Maria. Because of uh, the scarring and stuff. Whatever. So that's like their whole thing through the episode. Nothing to do with him cheating. Nothing to do with any kind of emotional damage. And nothing much happens in the episode other than, um, or not not the episode, but nothing much happens with, with their, them. their, their storyline in the episode other than she eventually, they go to Christmas Eve mass because his mom wanted him to. They make some jokes about Christmas and then some sincere comments about Christmas, about the mass anyway. And then they're both apparently. Apparently, the priest uh, gave a real horny uh, fucking ser- right, yeah. sermon. Because they come back and they both want to fuck real bad. Yeah, church got them uh, all all up in so uh, weird. Yeah, he's like she. He said something like, "I, I always kind of don't want to go to Christmas Eve mass, but then every time I go, I feel good, like the world, the peace in the world, and everything's right, and everything like that." And she goes, oh, you had a religious experience. He's like, oh, yeah, and I want to have another one. You know? Yeah. <laughs> then they start to, like, flirt and all that stuff. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, this is, should not be sexy, but whatever. Jesus died for your right to bone in an empty house on Christmas Eve. Right. Oh, yeah, because uh, his parents are out of town, and uh, so is, what's her name? Victor- Valerie. Valerie. I always want to call her Victoria. Yeah, they uh, they said, oh, it's going to be a white Christmas for uh, Valerie. And I thought they were talking about Dylan, you know. Gross. 
She's going to Minnesota. Min- Minnesota. I thought she was going to Buffalo. Oh. They're going to Minnesota. No, she's they're going, going to England. Oh, they're going to England. She's going to Buffalo. She's going to be with her mom. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, the mom says, Cindy says, uh, you never know what the weather's going to be like in London. Right, right, right. Why That's the fuck right. are they going to London for Christmas? Because they they can't pay them enough to be more than just bit players in this episode. Uh, I yes. don't know. Weird. There's not enough screen time for anybody anymore. But yeah, well, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a, a lot par- of characters. The parents had like two storylines throughout the course of this entire series so far. Jim almost cheated once, and then Cindy basically did, did cheat, cheat once. Yeah, yeah that's and that's true. that's their storylines. So yeah, so they have the house to themselves. Uh, Kelly apparently is planning to spend the night. Mm-hmm. She says she's going to go change her bandages. Mm-hmm. She can do it herself. But she can't. No, because she doesn't have an arm behind her back. <laughs> so she has to ask for Brandon's help. And he does what What I think you commented was probably not the best reaction mm-hmm. when she has him look and he goes, oh, my God, Kelly, I had no idea. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? She's, she's afraid that, and she's like, I know it's hideous. And she's like, no, that's not how I meant it. But it's like, show some tact, dude. Yeah, and like he didn't even explain how he did mean it. He just said, no, that's not what I meant. He like, just got back there and he was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> he should have been like, I just, I feel bad that you went through this or, you know, right. I'm sure it's painful or Kelly, whatever. Kelly, some of uh, 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 Nat's raw hamburger on your back? Oh, God. <laughs> we were at the beach pits. I wonder if they still had sex after that. Probably. There, so that's the other thing that happens. They volunteer at the peach pit and... She goes up to a homeless woman, goes yeah. to feed her some turkey or whatever. Feed her? No, bring her. Bring her some turkey. And she looks like a baby bird. <laughs> and she looks up and turns her head to the side. And it's like Two-Face, right? Because she looks, she's the one side, it's black hair and she looks fine or whatever, just, you know, dirty and homeless. And then she looks up and turns kind of to the side and the, it, she's all burned and scarred on one side of her face. Yeah, I, I blinked and missed it, but... And Kelly was like, oh my God, what happened? And she goes, my boyfriend cheated on me once. <laughs> Left me in a house that was on fire. I do was you, saved by a lesbian. Do you think... I do. ...that Brandon and Kelly will eventually break up over this? I, I Over this? I don't know. I think, I think they'll probably break up eventually... I, I feel like the show really wants them together. They don't work together. No. These two actors don't have good chemistry. No, they do not. Not at all. That's what it is. But I think the show really wants the blonde and the blonde together. (laughs) He's not blonde. Well, brown, whatever. He's close enough. He's got light brown hair. He's close enough. But they, I think they really want them together. Yeah. And that's, uh, what else is, who else does, does he have, really? There's no one else in the main cast. Um, I don't know, find him somebody else. He could be with Valerie. Okay. That'd be fun. Would it? <laughs> don't you think? You just want Valerie to, to have sex or whatever, because you identify as Valerie. Sure, that's it. Why do you think that would be fun? Because it's like they have good chemistry. They have better chemistry than 
these two. And it's like there would be drama to it because it's kind of like off limits, you know, and like they share the bathroom and they could do they could do more with that, like build up the sexual tension. Will they? Won't they? Mm -hmm. But they're not doing anything with it. Because he's with Kelly and yeah. she's chasing all the other boys. Right. So I'm just saying, I think that would be more fun. She'll be with David next. No, I don't think so. He's happy with Claire. I think him and Claire will be together for a bit. Okay. We'll see. Anyway, so <laughs> that's their storyline. And then... Andrea. Oh, God, yeah. This one pisses me off. I don't like Andrea. Well, Andrea is not the problem in this episode. It's Jesse. Yeah, Jesse sucks too. But so they take the baby to see Santa. I get why he's pissed though, because they didn't. She he did, she didn't want her baby to sit on the the whatever sit on the grave during Halloween and it's not for Halloween. Um, Deus de Muerta, yeah. and she because she's like you know the baby's Jewish you know or whatever. Remember when she said that? Yeah. So I think he, there's still some resentment over that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. Well, and she also doesn't want the baby to sit on Santa's lap, but, I mean, she does say something to that effect before, you know, like she's scared for the baby, mm. which is probably why she's crying. Hannah, that's her name, right? I guess. Who cares? <laughs> but I think that might be what, what, what sets the baby off, too, is like feeling how nervous her mom is or whatever, but Santa's also kind of scary. Yeah, lots of kids cry on Santa's lap. I'm sure I cried on Santa's lap when I was young. Yeah. But the Santa's holding her and he's ho 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 and she's crying and crying and like Jesse's upset about this. Mm-hmm. And then they go to midnight mass. Mm-hmm. And we see that the next morning he's pissed at Andrea because she just wanted an excuse to get out of there because the baby was crying. Like that's bullshit. If the baby's crying, she should take the baby out of there. She's like, well, not a lot of people expect a baby to be quiet the entire midnight mass. Right. And it's like, yeah, they have a whole, I was telling you, they have a yeah. whole room that they, at least my church did, they had a whole room where, you know, you could take, I remember my mom taking me there sometimes. Mine did too. It was called the cry room. And I think most churches have that in the back of the church. I would think so. And if they don't, then they don't expect. Most Catholic churches do because of all the kids all that the Catholics kids, yeah. have. <laughs> but yeah, so he's mad because Andrea took the baby out of mass because it was crying. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then when they're opening Christmas presents and she says to him too, she's like, it's Christmas. Let's open presents. Like Andre is trying, right? She wants the baby to have a good Christmas. Yeah. And he opens a present and shows it to the baby and the baby starts to cry. And he's like, I can't take this. And he like grabs the baby. Like, what are you going to do? I thought he was going to throw the baby down. I know. It was kind of like. Fuck this. And just (laughs) throw the baby out the window. (laughs) And he's yelling at Andre like it's her fault. Yeah. Like, it's a baby. It's going to cry, dude. Right. He's he's losing it. Like, he said something about his Christmas wish or whatever was to do good on some exam or whatever. I think he's just too stressed. Yeah. He's got law school, and he's working, and he's married, and he's got a baby. Like, that's a lot. Do you think he's going to kill himself? No. See, that could be, that would be a dramatic thing where it's like, they don't break up, but he just murders himself. Holy shit, that's not going to happen. How do you know? He's not going to do... That does not strike me as something Jesse would do. Okay. Your good friend, Jesse. Who you know so well. I think that um, Brandon and Andrea would would maybe be better together, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
Maybe maybe that's where it'll go eventually. Her and Jesse will break up. Him and Kelly will break up, and they'll end up together in the end. I guess. I don't know. Anyway, so <laughs> then Steve shows up. Yes. To save the fucking day. Do you think Andrea called them, or they just decided to do this? He decided to do it. Because he. She was, Steve did, because she was talking to Steve. The baby was crying. Steve took the baby and the baby was calmed, and uh, she said, "Oh my gosh, you know, can I hire you? You're so good with the babies. Like oh, I've got away with kids and yeah, stuff." Yeah, yeah. And she was complaining to him about wanting the wanting her baby and wanting Hannah to have the best of both of their traditions, their traditions and that she didn't seem to be enthused by Christmas. She was scared by Santa and all this stuff. So I think it was Steve's idea to come dressed as Santa. And Steve just fucking loves to dress as Santa. Yeah, and apparently babies love him. So. And then everyone else came. And I don't know if you heard this. This was a very subtle thing. Hmm. But he was like, oh, all the Santas come in, and like all the different guys are dressed as Santa, and they come in. There's Nat's there, and, and David's there, and Brandon's there, and everything. And then Claire and Donna, I think, come in. Or Kelly. Maybe it was Claire and Kelly. And he says, uh, he goes... The elves too. Uh, they help us. Get, they help get us through the cold winter nights or something. Like oh my that. goodness! Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so then always they, dirty. So then they all they all celebrate, and Hannah's Hannah's calmed because she loves Steve's touch, <laughs> the only woman that does. And <laughs> uh, and but he's dressed as Santa, so it's like that's going to get her over her fear of Santa. Well, hopefully. And then Dylan shows up. Oh yeah, with uh, a. A Macy's lamb chop. Lamb chop and a Macy's hat. I have a lamb chop from Macy's. Yeah. Sherry Lewis. So, yeah, he shows up. And this is after some freak shows up at his house. Well, yeah, that's the last bit of story. Oh, is it the last that happens after this? Um, I'm pretty sure this is the end. Well, yeah, this is the end of the episode. But I mean, for our purposes, mm-hmm. Dylan's little part is the last bit of story that we okay. need to talk about. Right. He goes to the FBI and is like, I want to talk to fucking Pettit. Pettit? Christine Pettit. Okay. And I think that's her name or something like that. I don't know. Her Whoever his dad Pettit. was boning. Yeah, the FBI agent. They're all like, oh, they're not, you know, they're not here. Nobody's here. Nobody gets to see the director, you know, and everything. It's like he goes through. They do the same thing like four, like three different times mm-hmm. where he's got to go through uh, a, a gauntlet of it's like a test of saying, hey, I'm Jack McKay's son. And if you don't fucking get her out here because they're like, she doesn't exist. She doesn't exist. Then I'll um, I will tell the the Los Angeles Times all about this shit. Mm-hmm. And then she finally comes out. And it's like, this is not the CIA. Like, they're treating this like it's some fucking covert. Right. I mean, the FBI does do some secretive stuff. But in essence, the FBI is the police for the country. They're the mm-hmm. federal branch of police departments. So it's like they don't, like, this stop, like is more like CIA covert opera, or operation shit. You know yeah. what I mean? That's what That's what they're treating it like. But... He says, "I need your fa- I need a help. Your help." And he basically says, "I need you know. I need to get my money back. These people are in Brazil. They've got my little sister and everything." So then, as you said, uh, coming to his house Christmas morning is Foster Brooks fucking uh, stumbling his way in there. Yeah, is he supposed to be drunk? Well, fa- so I could see your confusion. 
on my Foster Brooks reference. And uh, just in case other people out there, uh, you know, don't understand it, don't don't rush to your libraries, everybody. I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll let you know. Foster Brooks was a comedian who famously would pretend to be drunk. Mm. So that's what it seems like. Yeah, like he's doing his like, He's like this dude came out of like I don't. This guy comes out of like a fucking Magnum PI spinoff or something like that because he's like he comes in and he's all stumbling around. Everything. He's like, I'm gonna get your money back, but I need half. And he's like, half? What? What? Are, what are we married? <laughs> right. That was a funny line. <laughs> that and, was. And Jason, not Jason Priestley. Uh, what's his name? Uh, D- Brandon. Dylan. No, Dylan. Oh, um, uh, Luke Perry. Luke Perry delivers it very well. Yes, he's he's a funny guy. Like yeah. he's he's a much funnier actor than most of the people on the show. He should do more comedy, but he so he's like, hey, you know, I don't need to be here. I could be uh, opening gifts with my pet snake. Like he just fucking <laughs> drops that in there, like it's nothing. It seems almost like an improv kind of like, l- ad lib thing. Where did you fucking come from? Right. And uh, I yeah. love when I love when actors that cle- like guest actors that clearly don't belong on the show, like their characters don't belong in this in this world, <laughs> and they don't fully understand this world are in here because it's such a like a it's such a weird juxtaposition, but it's kind of fascinating to me. Yeah. So yeah, so he says, "I'll go get your money," and uh, he's like, "Okay, when do we leave?" And he's like, "Not we." Right. Which, what is this, Air America? I don't really understand why he came and asked for Dylan's permission to get the money. Yeah, just fucking get the money and give him half. Yeah, or keep it all. Who's who's going to do anything well, about it? Well, he's doing a favor for this FBI person. Yeah. So I assume he's, maybe he's CIA, I don't know. I assume he's some sort of mercenary or covert or something like that. But this is his fee. I guess, you know, he seems like an honorable guy or whatever. He does? That's me. He's like, just give me a handshake. That's all we need. Like, they have nothing in writing. Here's the thing. What does Dylan have to lose? Nothing. Dylan has no money right now. Right. If he brings him $4 million, then he's rich again. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah, do you think that he's going to ever see his little sister again, though? Well, that's the thing. I said he should say, okay, you know, you can have half, but you also have to bring back my little sister to me. But here's the thing. Okay, that lady is her mom. Yeah, so I guess I would be kidnapping. (laughs) Right. Murder them and then bring her back. I mean, unless the mom gets arrested or something, and then he could like adopt his sister or something. I don't but. know. Something will happen. I think she'll come back. I hope so. I think the the seventy five year old eight year old will come back. <laughs> well, and the way her note says, "Help me!" Like, what are they doing to this poor kid? <laughs> like, I, I mean, you, I get the impression that this is just the mom's taking her to Brazil, and she's going to continue to take care of her and love her, and everything will be fine. You would think. Except that the girl is in such a panic about it. Help me. They're taking me to Brazil. She doesn't want to go. Yeah. She doesn't like that dude. Yeah. Well, who can blame her? Yeah. The guy that was going to fucking clean up the ocean. <laughs> Liar. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, that's the episode for this week, Carol. It is. So. Tell them. Tell them. <laughs> go ahead and write us at www.retrolatefee. No, that's not where you write us. <laughs> That's your new thing now. Every time you're trying to tell people to write us at a website. Okay. Write us at latefee1994 at AOL.com. There you go. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Mm-hmm. And share this tape with your friends. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.